Okay, wonderful people of my take, I have a really exciting opportunity to tell you about. I am a brand ambassador for Sierra Madre Golf. For those of you who don't know, I'm a college golfer. I'm actually going into my senior year, which makes me really sad. But I have never been one to adhere to really strict traditions when it comes to golf. I, up until this year, played with a pink golf ball. I have a glove that doesn't have fingers, like I do all those things. And Sierra Madre is a brand that makes female golf clothes that are not necessarily edgier, but they're definitely different. They're more flattering. They're more free. They have dresses and things that are slightly cropped and stuff. And I just really love their pieces. I have the mock neck tee, and I think it's the perfect practice round, practice shirt, love it so much it's a great alternative to a polo and so you guys can get 10 percent off your order if you click the link below or if you use code maya g all caps when you check out so yeah definitely go check out sierra madre and even if you're not a golfer it's great workout athletic attire they have great options and tag me in pictures if you buy things so yeah Okay, so today we are talking about a book that I have seen a lot around Bookstagram and stuff, but I've honestly seen pretty mixed reviews about it. And so I'm really excited to talk about it because I have a really positive view of this book and I think that it just deserves a lot more credit than it's been getting. So I'm very excited to be doing this episode. We are talking about Mame by Jessica George. And for those of you who don't know, This book follows Maddie, who works as an assistant in the theater company, and her father is, he has Parkinson's, and she's a full-time carer for him, or not full-time carer, but, like, she takes on the primary of his care. Her family is from Ghana, and her mom goes back and forth between London and Ghana, and it just kind of explores Maddie's life and her relationship with her family and her relationship with her own mental illness and mental stability and stuff. And I think it was just such a real and raw and complicated book. And I appreciated the complexity a lot. Like, I think it managed to tackle so many of these big things and these complicated family dynamics and immigrant relationships and, you know, having parents who are immigrants and then having children who are born in the country you immigrated to and, like, the difference in dynamic and stuff. And, like, I just think it really encapsulates a lot of that really well and I loved reading the book. I sped read this book because I picked it up as I was picking up a different library book, forgot that I had picked up this library book, and then was like shit somebody has a hold on this so I have to like read this. I have three days before it's due to the library. So I sped through this one. It was short. It was only like 300 pages so it was very easy to do that. But yeah, I had a really amazing time reading this book so I'm really excited to talk about it because... I think it deserves more hype. Books, TV, music, and movies. All things that make a big impact on everyone. I'm constantly gushing about my latest read to anyone who will listen, so I figured I'd turn my rambling into something coherent that people will actually listen to, which means no tuning out halfway through. I am Maya Ghosh, and this is my take. with the book we are going to start with a little bit on the writing and I really loved the writing I think the author does a lot with 
a shorter amount of space, right? This book is only 300 pages, shorter than you think of like the average kind of, well, the average romance book is usually around 330, 340 pages, so like 100,000 words. And so this is a little bit under that, but you get a lot of story, you get a lot of complexity, you get like a lot of emotion and heart and like, I just think the author does a really good job. Um, I like how you see like texts and Google search inserts and stuff. It's not all just direct narration. You see like Maddie's looking this thing up on Google and so you see the Google search results in the book and stuff and that was really fun. I heard my favorite line that I think I've ever read in an entire book and that is what in the Wattpad is this and that is just so perfect and iconic and a thing that I have thought to myself definitely and so just to see that in a book I was like I love this but I think the biggest thing I love about the writing is something I've kind of already I feel like I'm beating a dead horse and I'm literally only in the writing section the rawness the reality the way that Jessica George is able to capture her family dynamic and her relationship with mental illness when I say her I mean Maddie starting with her family dynamic like her family is complicated she loves her father, but her father had a hard time showing his love and, like, being really open and saying, like, I love you and stuff. And her parents are separated, but still officially married. Her mom spends years in Ghana and has for a while. Her brother was absentee as a teenager because he was not getting the care he needed at home, and so he integrated himself into his friends families which like from his point of view like take care of yourself and I'm proud of you for doing that but from Maddie's point of view like she felt like she needed to hold down the fort and like she felt a lot of pressure from being called mommy because that means woman and so she felt like she had to grow up really early but at the same time like she loves her mom she loves her brother she loves her dad and yes her mom gives her crappy advice sometimes about like oh, you need to meet a man from the church and why don't you just ask God to do this and stuff like that. But her mother's not all wrong and her mother's not all right. Her brother's not all wrong. Her brother's not all right. There's not these really solid lines where like Maddie's against her mother and her brother's on her mother's side. Like her brother flip-flops and like it just is such a real raw family dynamic and I think that is sometimes hard to capture in the stories because there's so much going on with the story that it is very easy to kind of flatten a family into you know this person in the family is good this person in the family is bad we're aligned with this person we're not aligned with that person and like maybe the plot focuses on that relationship healing whereas like there's healing in this book between family relationships but it's not all good in the end it's not all bad in the end it's still raw and tricky and real and like I just think the author did a really really amazing job capturing that like once her dad passes away which is a really hard point in her life she has this like coming to Jesus moment with her mom and her brother and that's really intense and then we see her mom and her brother be there for her and be there for each other more but also there's still problematic dynamics going on in those relationships for her so you see how like progress I hate that I'm going to say this, but you see how it's, like, really, like, progress, not perfection, and, like, little steps and little tiny changes, and I just, like, really appreciated the way that it was handled, and I think the same thing was done with Maddie's mental illness, because 
you just see little things that like as a person who struggled with my own mental health I know at signs of mental illness and it gives the book such a sad tone but there's so little that you understand how Maddie isn't registering them you understand why Maddie thinks she's fine because she's just like yeah this is happening or like I forgot to eat or like I didn't get out of bed today but like it's fine I'm fine I have things to do like you just you see and it the authors captured so well the way that people who struggle particularly with depression rationalize things to themselves and convince themselves that they're not ill enough or that they don't need help or that they're not worthy of help and like I just think it really it was just it was done so well and I will be talking about this book for a while when it comes to people asking me for a good book with mental illness rep or a good book with family dynamics rep because they're not everything but they are everything which is a really weird thing to say but it's like this book is just Maddie's life and so the family dynamics come up and the mental health stuff comes up but like when I talk about the plot I'm going to be talking about her relationship with her roommates and her relationship with her friends and her job and like her boyfriends and stuff like it just there's Maddie lives a life a normal life and you see that throughout the course of living a normal life all of these things come up and the author captured them in such a real dynamic way that I think I haven't seen if not before recently I definitely have not seen a book that has done this this well and I was so moved after I finished reading the book that I was like oh like this is gonna stay with me and now of course I wish I had a physical copy that I didn't borrow it from the library because I don't have it on my shelves but I really love it and that was a really long writing section but I have a feeling my plot section is going to be very small because this is a book that I really came into the podcast episode thinking like I need to talk about the writing because the writing was incredible and the plot is just like it's almost an afterthought to me like I will be remembering this book for the way it captured mental health and family dynamics not for the fact that Maddie has a shitty roommate and that has she's like a really good love story at the very end of this book right but those are factors of the book and so we are going to talk about that because that is all I have to say on the writing now we are going to jump in to the plot okay so now jumping into the plot basically if I were to give you a summation of the plot I would say Maddie is our lead character. She is moving out of her parents' house at 25 and kind of trying to find herself, reinvent herself. Like, she is basically going on the journey that I think a lot of college students go through, but at this later age because when she was in college, she lived at home to save money. And so, you know, she finds these two new roommates in Joe and... I cannot remember the other roommate's name and it seems so perfect at the beginning because they seem so nice and then you start to see the little things like Joe and how privileged she is and how she like just doesn't understand racial dynamics and she touches Maddie's hair but then at the same time like the other roommate I feel like comes across as a little too much because she's like you know you don't touch a black woman's hair and like I don't know I don't think you necessarily need to say it like that like it was very clear Maddie was uncomfortable with the contact and you could just say like it's clear Maddie's not comfortable with that like why would you do that as opposed to making it a thing about the fact that she's black and like 
it is true, like, people have this fascination with black hair and it's this whole thing. And, like, I can't begin to understand what that is because I'm not African-American or black. And, like, I don't have that problem, like, face that issue in my life. But, like, you see the little things and you see Maddie in her workplace navigating being one of the only people of color. And Maddie trying to deal with, like, wondering if she's not getting ahead because she's a woman or if she's not being taken seriously because she's black or if it because it's both or if just because she's young, like, you really see her dealing with a lot, and when she moves into this new flat and moves out, she decides, like, okay, I'm gonna reinvent myself, I'm gonna say yes to alcohol, I'm gonna say yes to social situations, I'm gonna go out on a date and do all these wonderful things, and I think it's fun, and I like seeing her grow and stuff, and, like, the thing with Ben was cute for a little bit, but I was, like, if the sex is really that bad and he really can't tell, I was like, he's a red flag. And then, of course, like, he's dating two girls, so, like, sucks to suck, Ben, you're an asshole. But this was a little bit where I was struggling because she acted like she was 16 instead of 25. And I know that she's never been out, but, like, I feel like there has to be a little bit of a difference between, like, never being out when you're 18 and never being out when you're 25 because when you're 25 at least you understand like alcohol and party situations and like have some sort of knowledge of something I don't know it just like frustrated me a little bit how it seemed like she reverted completely to a teenager and I was like I think there'd be a little bit more maturity in her especially knowing the kind of person that she is but I guess it was important for like growth and everything and for character especially the most heartbreaking part of the book when she decides she's not going to finish baking her dad's cake she is going to stay out with her friends and in doing so she then wakes up really hungover the next morning on her dad's birthday and before she can get to her dad her dad passes away and she has to deal with that and that was just absolutely I I was so heartbroken for her. And then again, the period of her dad's life, it felt like so much time had passed in the two weeks that she was off work. But it was only two weeks. And I was like, the author did a really amazing job stretching time out to make us feel like we're experiencing time with Maddie as opposed to two weeks usually passes very quickly in a book like this. And so just like seeing that, I was like, another really good sign of everything but I was like oh my god like just having her live with that and seeing how her friends really come through for her and I really love when she finally gets into therapy through her workplace which like for all the shortcomings of her workplace the fact that they're like oh we think you should see a therapist and we brought in a black female therapist because you are a black female and think you need somebody who you can relate to I was like actually they did a good job here which again presents like the conflicting dynamics but I was like you know in her therapy session when they were discussing the idea of being well loved versus having friends and how that can come from just a few people I was like I don't know it just made me reflect on my life and my friends and like appreciate how well loved I am and the friend structures that I have and everything and I don't know. I don't want to get too emo. I've already talked a lot about, like, mental health and depression and shit on this podcast. I don't need to get too emo. But I think the author just does a really good job. And then I feel bad for Alex because, like, 
she really does just throw herself into that to try to distract herself from the fact that her dad just died. And I feel like she could have really, like, had a decent thing with Alex had that not been the case. But then she talks to Sam, and Sam, like, gets her and asks her out. And so I was really happy that Alex, like, was the tragic car crash so that Sam could run and survive. And, like, she gets all of her dad's money, and she donates some of it, and she's able to, like, be more stable and move in with um, one of her friends, like, one of her better friends and stuff. And, like, the book ends on a happy note, but, like, she's still in therapy. She's still working on her relationship with her mom and her brother and her mental health and stuff. Like, it you get a resolution and you know everything's okay, but you also know that it's not like everything's tied together perfectly with a bow. Like, you know there's things there and, like, she's working on that. And I just think that was a really good place to leave the book and to honor the fact that, like, the author took so much time to work through so much of the stuff in the book than to, like, just wrap it up completely with a bow. I would have felt, like, done a disservice to that. So, yeah. That is, I think, everything I have to say about Mame by Jessica George. I really loved and appreciated this book. I think it was amazing. I think everybody should read it, especially if you're looking for a book with really good mental health rep. I am beating a dead horse by saying that, but that is the overwhelming feeling I got coming away from this book. So that's what you're going to have to listen to. But yeah, I have been Maya Ghosh, and this has been my take on Mame by Jessica George. Thanks for listening. So we're kind of a one-woman show here at My Take, so the credits are not going to be very long. This podcast is produced and edited um, by me. I do all of my own social media. The only person I really have to thank is one of my great friends, Paris, who did the music that is in the intro and that you're listening to now. So thank you, Paris, and thank you all for listening. You can reach me at underscore my take on Twitter and Instagram. And please leave a rate or review wherever you listen to this podcast. That helps a ton. So yeah, thanks for listening.